Hello, this is Angelique, and you're listening to Gaston Speaks, and I'm back here with Andrew for another episode of Andrew Really, Really Likes Award Shows. For this episode, we're going to be talking about his predictions for Oscar nominations. Andrew? And just to let everyone know, uh, we we are doing this on the, the quick. Very short notice. Very short notice, so um, if it's a little less edited and professional than you're used to, that's on me. Um, but hopefully we, you'll still enjoy, for those who are out there who... Love the Oscars or love film. Uh, this coming Tuesday, January 24th, the Academy will announce its nominees for the 95th Academy Awards. That's a big one. Um, so we will break down the top six categories for predictions in all 23 categories. Angelique would kill me. Uh, <laughs> we will put them up. I'll put them up this weekend on our Off the Shelf uh, blog, which is offtheshelf.blogspot.com. Yes. No. No, gastonlibrary.blogspot.com. Gastonlibrary.blogspot.com, but it's called Off the Shelf. That's yes. right. Um, so so definitely check it out there and... and um, uh, You'll be able to see not just these top six, but the screenwriting and all the technical ones as well. All right, let's start. All right, so for the first time in over a decade, the Academy is moving back to 10 solid nominees, and they're probably going to regret it because the last time they did it, they had some real doozies in those like nine and 10 slots. But that's their thing. I guess they got tired of it. Um, for the last decade, they've been doing this sliding scale of five to 10 nominees uh, based on basically how the, all the co- counts turn out. I'm not, a, I'm not good at the math, so uh, when they try to explain all the different vote counts and things like that it just it just makes my head spin um in some ways it was kind of frustrating because you just never knew it could be five it could be up to 10 nominees but we as kind of like the awards industry the the people who cover this we kind of got really good at predict predicting those films um because usually there's either seven or eight and you usually could eliminate some low-hanging fruit um so you knew like there were a solid six or seven if there's eight it's going to be this one if there's nine it's going to be this one but we're back to 10 nominees and um and and when like I said when they did this before there were some real jaw droppers um that snuck in so it'll be interesting to see how it turns out this year um and and I have a feeling those last couple slots we may be really shocked at what gets in so I'm also a bit hesitant because it's changing again and the voting has the academy has changed so much in 10 years in terms of its membership so it's kind of hard to gauge you know if in these other years what were the 8 9 and 10 slots we're not really sure um, so only three films got the trifecta of, of PGA, which is the Producers Guild, SAG, which is the Screen Actors Guild, it's actually SAG after now, and the DGA, which is the Directors Guild. Um, that's The Fablemans, The Banshees of Anna Sharon, and my personal favorite of the year, Everything Everywhere All at Once. By the way, uh, the last, so Banshees of Anna Sharon and uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once are available currently. You can put them on hold on DVD here at the library, and The Fablemans is coming soon. I think it's it has a February date. Um and it's not shocking that those are the three because a lot of people believe that the Oscar will come down to those three, which makes sense. Um, I'm going to throw in Tar, which is the the Todd Field film with Kate Blanchett. It's about a composer. It's it's an interesting one. Um, and Top Gun Maverick, one of the most successful films of the year, also happened to be one of the highest rated. Um, and it, they both got DGA and PGA nods. Um, so those are your top five. If we had five nominees, those would be your five nominees. Um, Avatar The Way of Water, Missing the DGA. Uh, with James Cameron and doing very poorly with BAFTA this morning. The BAFTA nominations just came in this morning about 7.30. is kind of concerning, um, but it has so many technical guilds. There's 10 slots, and it is a boss. Bo- boss. It's a boss <laughs> it's at a the box, box office. Yeah, I'm going to spin that, and that's what I was going with. It's a box office juggernaut, it is, as anyone who's been following that knows. It's about to hit. Um, it's about to get close to... to it's, it could potentially beat even the original Avatar, which is, I think, with inflation, considered the, the highest grossing film of all time. Um, Elvis also missed at DGA and SAG. It's, 
It's a terrible movie. <laughs> I hated that movie. I'm sorry. The guy who plays Elvis is great. He, he he gets nominated. He could win. I'm not really mad about that. And the technical aspects are good. But I just I'm not a Baz Luhrmann fan. And I'm sorry, Baz, if you're listening to this. Um, just the personal thing. Um, it missed at DJ and SAG, which was surprising, particularly at SAG. Um, it, it's apparently uh, they they have these industry screenings of these films, and apparently Elvis is packing out the house. So people are going to watch it. But they're not necessarily <laughs> so they're voting for it. I mean, it got BAFTA nod for Best Picture, so it's like it's 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 in easily. It's you're definitely your number six, maybe even higher than um, even the Fablemans potentially, or maybe even uh, uh, definitely higher than Avatar. Um, but I, I I still think it's going to get even though it did miss some key ones. And the last three slots are, are I don't wait are there three one two three four five six seven. yeah we're gonna go with that we're gonna go with five six seven eight nine ten yeah that's three see. I can't even do the math because I'm not used to ten. This is this is they're they're messing me up. <laughs> Plus it's late in the afternoon and I'm tired. And we so, can't do math anyways. We can't do math. No, we are librarians for a very good reason. Yeah. Um so the last three slots are definitely a coin toss. In the recent years they've um they've put in a foreign language film. Uh Parasite a couple years ago became the first uh, foreign language film to ever win Best Picture. Last year, Drive My Car, great movie, got six nominations. This year I, I am now even more solid when I wrote this earlier i'm now even more solid this morning it led the bafta nominations with 14 nods and it is now the i think tied for the most non-english language bafta recognized film with crouching tiger hidden dragon that came out back in like 2002 which ended up winning a lot of bafta i think it won best picture of bafta so it is definitely getting in it's also on netflix which is means it's being seen it's the german entry this year and it also we knew it was gonna be popular because the oscar uh, group they do some short lists for some of the some of the categories some of the branches do short lists um and it just overperformed it just was everywhere in the final two slots i was going with women talking um it's a sarah polly movie has a stunning cast uh, and and it was big out of the fall film festivals and then it just it is just dive bombed it did get a sag nod i've moved it out of my predictions i may move it back in i, I do think it'll be a huge wga contender but instead for my last two slots the first one i'm going to go with i'm actually skipping on the script angelique i'm sorry <laughs> is the whale um this is the brendan fraser comeback story it's darren aronofsky um, it has a lot of mixed reviews, but it got in at the PGA, which is big because it's a it's a small indie film, but it has done incredibly well at the box office when those types of films have still struggled post-pandemic. Um, there's this huge comeback story with Brendan Fraser, and then I'm looking at it, I'm like, it's probably going to get adapted screenplay. I'm predicting two acting nominations, and it has that PGA nod, and I think it's going to get makeup because obviously the suit they had to create. Brandon Fraser's not 650 pounds. Um, if, if you know anything about the film, they, they, there was some controversy about that, but um, I think the makeup work will get nominated. I think it's going to get in. And then I really have no idea for that last slot. It could be Babylon, which is apparently a debaucherous, um, loud, crazy, three and a half hour, like craziness, but some people love it. Um, it could be uh, some of the the kind of foreign or foreign feeling films. RRR is a, a huge uh, uh, Bollywood indie, Indian hit, um, and then Triangle of Sadness is actually directed by it's English language, but it has very much a European sentimentality uh, to it. And um, I could also see Glass Onion, which is the the Knives Out uh, sequel, great film. I would yeah, love I like to see it. it. Yeah, um, I, I don't know if it's gonna get in, but it could. And then. Um, several other films like like Till was really good. It's about the mother of Emmett Till, the incredible Danielle Deadweiler. I'm predicting will get nominated. The Woman King, another fantastic, uh, but that one is available. I know currently um, at the library. And then Living, which is a, a remake of something. It's a remake of a Japanese movie set in Britain, but it's got Bill Nighy, who I love. Um, it could get in, but in my last slot right now, 
I'm going with Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I was kind of shocked that I put it in there. The first one got nominated, so it shouldn't be shocking, but it just hasn't done as well. But you know what? It's huge with the craft guilds. Angela Bassett's been winning a ton of awards for supporting actress, and she's been giving these rousing speeches, mentioning Chadwick Boseman, talking about Ryan Coogler, and what they were able to do with that film. I mean, the fact that they even made it successful without Chadwick is kind of jaw-dropping. I don't know if that's going to happen, but but that's my, my number 10 right now. So we're going to move on to Best Director. Um, I feel pretty good about this, actually. So the DGA 5, there are four that I feel like are going to get in. The DGA, which is the Director's Guild, usually four of five get in. Um, so the four that I think will get in, Martin McDonough for the Banshees of Sharon, The Daniels, they're, that's not their name. There's Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert, mm-hmm. but they're called The Daniels. They did uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. And again, if you haven't seen that movie, it's it takes a while to. It, I think you need to see it like three times. I know that's crazy, but it takes that many times to get it. And once you do, it's fantastic. The great Steven Spielberg, he won the Globe for the Fablemans, and that's his personal story. And then Todd Field, um, who's directed the the Tar film, which is it's not the Tar film. It's called Tar. <laughs> the Tar film. God, my Gastonia is coming out, y'all. Um, and then in the last slot, the last couple of years, they've always gone with like a uh, an international or a really indie type. Uh, director that's because they've really expanded their international membership so edward berger got in today at bafta for um all quiet on the western front and again it led with 14 nominations it's going to be the most nominated foreign language film of the year it's probably going to be the front runner for international films so i think he gets in the fifth dga slot went to joseph kaczynski for top gun and that was shocking i don't think a lot of people predicted that he could get in he definitely could he could replace last year we were all convinced who was it denny villeneuve was going to get in for for dune and he and some one of the the other folks he he knocked out so he could knock out he might knock out Martin McDonough if he does I'm gonna say we called it here because everyone's <laughs> thinking it and this happened with three billboards and then he got knocked out so it could happen um, just for directing that high flying adventure um, I would also look out for James Cameron again when he got snubbed at DGA I was shocked because for all of James Cameron's James Cameronness <laughs> if you ever have to hear interviews <laughs> with him he's a lot. Um, but he does make great movies. Um, Damien Chazelle for, is a previous winner. Um, Ruben Oslin is the the Triangle of Sadness. Again, it's very European. They might like that. Park Chan-wook got in um, at BAFTA as well today for Decision to Leave. Great movie, which I believe we have an order. You can put that on hold. And then S.S. Rajamuli is the RRR. Again, it's a big, bold Bollywood epic, and it's got a lot of great um, technical elements. And then I would look out for Sarah Polly for Women Talking, the amazing Gina Prince-Blythewood, who I've loved for years for Woman King. She got in at BAFTA as well for Best Director, and that could be a surprise. That would be that would make my day. Ryan Johnson, uh, who did great job with gas uh like gla- gas gas <laughs> onion glass <laughs> onion uh basil ehrman mm. and the great ryan coogler would be wonderful for uh for uh black panther so um let's move on to the acting uh best uh actor again i i, I actually do like austin butler and elvis okay i'm not <laughs> i'm not gonna hate on he, he really does become elvis i will say though there were these interviews and like when he won the globe He's still talking like Elvis. <laughs> and so I was totally making fun of him. But apparently he had to like voice train for like two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And the voice teacher who worked with him said, this happens a lot. They can't get out of it. <laughs> it's like, you know, when you, because he, he basically was in that voice for so long that he, he can't. I don't know if I buy that. I don't buy it. I think, I think he's just trying to be like Elvis because he's won an Oscar. And they think, oh, it's voting for Elvis. Method you know? acting. Yeah. Uh-huh. He does do a good job in the film. He's definitely going to get nominated. Colin Farrell will definitely get in his first nomination. He is one who I normally do not enjoy. Uh, and I'm going to be honest with you. But he's he actually is really good in The Banshees of Sharon. Very dark comedy, by the way. It says it's a comedy, but don't go in thinking it's like. Funny. Fu- it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. I promise. But it's not like. 
ha-ha funny. Heartwarming funny. Right, funny. right. It's more like disturbing funny. <laughs> I think I've just turned off half the people. I don't want to see that. Um, Bill Nighy, we just talked about, he um, has gotten in for a living. And I love this because both Bill Nighy and Colin Farrell, they've been around forever. And Brendan Fraser, who is the, the fourth one. These are all, actually, for Austin Butler as well, he's just newer. This is going to be their first um, nomination. Actually, there's a chance that all five are, are first-time nominees, which I think is cool. So that means they're going to have a new new person in the club. Um, Brendan Fraser, I think, is in the lead right now for The Whale. Again, big transformative performance. And who would have thought Brendan Fraser would be an Oscar nominee? You know, all those films he did. You know, And he talks about that. It's actually really great. You should go. There's an actor's roundtable, and he talks about that. And um, it's just interesting to finally see him do something cool. In the last spot, the SAG Awards went for Adam Sandler in the film Hustle. It's a Netflix film. It's like a comedy. It has like Queen Latifah. Mm-hmm. Apparently it's pretty good. I was like, what? But then I remember SAG voters and Netflix, there's like, there's something, Netflix films do really, really, really well there. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because SAG after are spread across the entire country and they all watch Netflix. I mm-hmm. think that's part of it. Um, he ain't getting an Oscar nod. If he does, I'll be jaw-dropped. I think that Paul Mescal, <laughs> who had a huge breakthrough a couple years ago with, um, he won an Emmy nod for Ordinary People. Right? No, that is a movie with Robert Redford. Normal people. That's it. Normal people. The the Hulu series they based off the Sally Rooney novel. Um, Ordinary people did win Best Picture, by the way. So I wasn't like it's in the frame. It just didn't have Paul Mescal. He was not alive when it came out. Anyway, he has a great movie called After Sun. Um, it's a British film. I kind of thought it might do really well at BAFTA and kind of sneak into Best Picture. It still could. It did well, but not that well. But I definitely think he takes the last slot. Um, Tom Cruise could get in for Top Gun Maverick. It's just stuff. Those kind of films don't normally. Yeah. You know. I mean. Yeah. Plus Tom Cruise is, you know, yeah. <laughs> a little off. Um, Harris Dickinson, who's the lead in Triangle of Sadness, the, again, this film that maybe could break through. I would love to see Daniel Kaluuya for Nope. Um, I, I, I couldn't make it through Nope. Talisa made me watch it, and it's scary. But he's really good in it. Yeah, so. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. I just, I'm not good with that. I've actually watched, like, three of the movies we've talked about so far. Really? This yes. is the first time. I know. I love it. I love it. Um, and I keep, have you, you still haven't seen everything. Everybody, I right? did. That's you one did? of the movies. Oh, did yeah. you like it? Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was great. I'm telling you, you have to watch it a second time because the first time you're so like, like what confused. the heck's going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you get to the end, you realize where they were going with it. Yeah. And so you go back so you can appreciate some of the zaniness of yeah. it. It's got a great cast too. Yeah. Um, Really good cat, and a lot of them are going to get nominated, which is really exciting. Felix Camara, it's—he's the lead in that all-quiet Western front young guy. Hugh Jackman had a movie called The Sun. It was from the guys who did The Father, and 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 apparently it wasn't good. But it's Hugh Jackman, so you never know. Um, Diego Calva is a relative newcomer for Babylon, and then the kid—he's not a kid; he's like twenty-five. But um, Gabriel LaBelle, who was the lead of The Fablemans, I thought he was great. I think it's weird that in all this conversation about that film, somehow he's not in the discussion. But he should be. He might surprise. For Best Actress, um. So this has been one where I I think that we're down to six. I wanted to mention, though, and this is something because the the Twitterverse, the film Twitterverse, and, you know, Twitter's toxic, but whatever. (laughs) um, There's this actress, her name's Andrea, excuse me, Riseborough. I never pronounced that correctly. Anyway, she's been in a lot of things. You probably would recognize her if you saw her. She's in this little tiny movie called Two Leslie. I think she got nominated for an indie spirit. has Allison Janney in it. And all of a sudden, there's been like this, she has a lot of friends in the industry, this huge Twitter campaign right at the last minute. Voting is, you know, almost, I think voting's ended. The nods come out Tuesday, uh, the 24th, to get her a nomination. She's got nothing along the way. I'm like, I want it to happen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just because that's cool and I saw the movie last night because I, I saw this and I was writing this and I saw the movie she is fantastic um, but that just I just think that's interesting it's like I mean Amy Adams big names of friends of hers are like suddenly like last hour we're gonna make this happen hey you know what 
Maybe. democracy. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I think it's between six. No offense to Andrea Riseborough. See, then I, it rolls off the tongue like no problem. <laughs> I, um, I think Kate Blanchett's definitely in for Tar, and I think Michelle Yeoh, yay, I love her. Yes. Um, and I and I think the Oscars between those two, and it should be. They're yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Um, both of them. Uh, uh, Viola Davis for The Woman King. Gosh, she was good. And she, it was Viola Davis. She's good and everything. Kate Blanchett's good and everything. Um, the fourth slot, Danielle Deadweiler for Till. I talked about Till. Uh, she plays the the mother of Emmett Till after his murder. Um, she's a young actress. She's had a few credits under her name. She she is jaw dropping. I'm so excited to see her name um, even in the in the conversation. I, I'm really excited. I hope that this leads to more roles for her because um, she deserves them. In the last slot, I am so disappointed. I had Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, and I, I was mad when they did this. They moved her to lead where if she had been a supporting actress, she probably would be winning right now. Mm-hmm. But they decided to go in the lead, and I think now she's going to miss out on a nomination because she missed out at SAG and she missed out at BAFTA. And instead... Okay, so this is one of those where I have to put the film aside. Anna de Armas is great. She was in the first uh, uh, Knives Out. Yeah. She plays Marilyn Monroe. She's very good. She's incredibly good. Michelle Williams played her. That's the thing that's interesting that it's between the two. But that movie is horrible. <laughs> I, and it is it is getting such like mixed reactions. Yeah. I, I think that the they did a horrible job portraying Marilyn Monroe. And I think it's actually kind of insulting to her yeah. personally. So I think she's going to get in. She got sad. She got baffed. And I get where they're going with it. They're voting for her, the person, who's wonderful, mm-hmm. apparently. They're voting for the performance, which is wonderful. But it's really hard for me to get around the fact that it's that movie yeah. that's going to be her first Oscar nod. It's not surprising that she's on this past. It, it's, she's been exploding for years. But I'm like, oh, God. It's kind of like when, what was that, Kristen Stewart and they, uh, the one that they did about Diana last year and she got nominated. Oh, it was awful. That movie was <laughs> awful. And I get it. She's popular. She's never gotten a nod. She she was good in the role. I don't know. Anyway. Um, so that's what I think is going to happen. I think Michelle Williams is your number six. And you never know. Andrea Riseborough. If it happens, I am gonna. That is gonna just make my day. That's the greatest thing ever. Um, so for best supporting actor, th- this one slot I'm not sure about. To be honest with you, three guys got in. Uh, Kei Kwan. For everything, everywhere, all at once. Kei Hui. I think it's Kei Hui. Hui Kwan. Okay. He played, he was in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yes. Right, as a kid. Yes. And he's still buddies, by the way, with Steven Spielberg. Um, and they, they've reconnected over this. Uh, and he kind of got away from Hollywood. Like, yeah. he disappeared. And then the Daniels came back, and they brought him back. And he was fantastic in the movie. I think he's going to win. I'm telling you, he could win. Um, and now, all of a sudden, like, his career's taking off. So that's a really cool story, and he's great in the film. Um so I think he's in. Barry Cogan and Brendan Gleeson from the Banshees of Inisherin, I think, are both in. They're great, too. And, and Brendan Gleeson, particularly, this will probably be his first Oscar nomination. That guy, he's Mad-Eye Moody and Harry Potter. The guy's mm-hmm. been around for 100 years, and he's so good. Um, I, I kept Paul Dano in for the Fablemans. Um, he got the SAG nod. He didn't get any BAFTA. Neither he nor uh, Judd Hirsch were nominated. But I think that that's going to happen because the guys that they put in at BAFTA instead, I don't think are going to translate over to American voters. And the last slot, I'm leaving an Eddie Redmayne for this film called The Good Nurse. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's got Jessica Chastain. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays this like bad guy. And, and I saw the movie. And the movie's okay. Those two are fantastic. So I, I just didn't think it had a lot of buzz. But he's gotten everything. He's gotten a Globe nod. He got SAG nod. He got a BAFTA nod today. So I left him in. Um, the legendary Judd Hirsch has like a one scene or two scenes in The Fable ones. He's hilarious. And a lot of people thought just because he's Judd Hirsch and he's a legend, it's, I don't think it's going to happen. He's gotten so few precursors, although you never know. Brad Pitt and Tom Hanks could get in just because they're yeah. Brad Pitt and Tom Hanks. 
I would not vote for them in these particular performances. But that's just me. Whatever. <laughs> um, and I love them. They're both Academy Award winners. Th- no slight. Um, and then I would really love to see Brian Tyree Henry, one of my favorite actors from Atlanta, a great show. Um, he's in this movie called Causeway opposite uh, Jennifer Lawrence, which is her return to the screen. She had kind of taken a break. She had kids and uh, was was tired of Hollywood. Not that I, I blame her. Um, but he got a Critics' Choice nod, and it could happen. I think he got a indie spirit nod, too. So that would be really cool. Um, and then our final category we're going to predict today. Again, we will we'll cover the rest of them um, on the blog so that Angelic doesn't have to. She, she'd never, you would never get done, even with a quick. I'd edit. get up and leave in the yeah. middle of you talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, our last one is, of course, best supporting actress. Um, one of my favorite parts of the season so far is it looks like there's a there's a good chance that Angela Bassett wins um, an Oscar for Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. A, I love her, and she's never won an Oscar. B, the film is great, and she is fantastic. And she's kind of the one of the glues that kind of holds the post-Chadwick thing together. Mm-hmm. And she's been giving these great speeches. I'm really excited. Um, she and Carrie Condon from Banshees of Inisherin, really funny. Um, Hong Chow for The Whale. Hong Chow's great. She was in... Um, She's been in several movies. She's been in a lot of movies. She was really good in Watchmen, the TV series. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, she's been around for a while. I think she's going to get in. Uh, and then the great Jamie Lee Curtis, who plays this very droll uh, uh, IRS agent. Auditor, yeah. yeah. Um, and everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, she's gotten every all the nods, um, and she's so funny in the film. And there's this whole thing about hot dog fingers that will just... <laughs> you got to see it. I, so I promise. Sounds crazy. <laughs> But it's funny. It's it's very much a like a comedy. I yeah. mean, it, it really is like an action sci-fi crazy comedy. Um, but yeah, there's this thing with her and Michelle Yeoh and and a, and one of the universes they have hot dog fingers. I'll just leave it at that. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Also, her award. I'm gonna leave it at that. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. I'm leaving it at that. Okay. God. Okay. So. Um, <laughs> But anyway, uh, she she's she's good. She's great, in the, and this is her first Oscar nod, which most people don't believe, which is really cool. And Angel Bassett's only second, um, so that would be cool. In the last slot, I want it so bad to be Stephanie Sue for everything, everywhere, all at once. I thought she was one of the best ones, um, but she missed out at uh, BAFTA and at SAG. Yes, uh, she you know she got in at BAFTA, SAG, but she missed out at BAFTA. Maybe that was it. So I'm not really sure. I have her in six. Right now I have this actress named Dolly De Leon for Triangle of Sadness, that one I've been talking about. You know what? Screw it. I'm switching around. I'm going with Stephanie Sue in the fifth slot. Mm-hmm. I want her to win, and I want her in there, and I don't care if it doesn't happen. I would also watch out for um, Carrie Mulligan for She Said. She got Globe and uh, BAFTA. So did that uh, Dolly De Leon. Um, and then I would love to see uh, Janelle Monet for Glass Onion because I thought she was the best one. She was so good. She actually and Kate Hudson. Those yeah. those are my two favorite. I'd love to see them. I, I, it's not going to happen, unfortunately, but that that would be great to see one of them pop up. And then there's two women for women talking: uh, Jesse Buckley and Claire Foy, very popular actresses. Um, that that film has just dive bombed. So, uh, but we'll see. We'll see. So a lot of these races, you'll probably see four of these get in, and then there's that one that may may or may not. So, but that that's that's what I'm going to predict today. What are we at? Um, 23 minutes. Hey, yeah. that's a record. I'm getting good at this. <laughs> I'm, I am. I'm getting, I'm getting efficient. No, uh, thank you guys for listening to Andrew really, really likes awards show. Uh, the, the Oscars themselves are sometime in March, I think March 14th. So we'll, we'll post those winter predictions. Um, we didn't get to it last year cause we all had the plague Yeah. in March. So we were all <laughs> sick as a dog. And then we came back, we're like, you want to do it? I'm like, nope. Cause I still Mm-mm. did not feel good. Um, so hopefully we don't get sick between now and March and we get that up. And again, check out, um, gastonlibrary.blogspot.com. I got it right that kind of our, our off the shelf blog for but both this podcast, 
Right, and on Podbean, mm-hmm. and anywhere podcasts are, you can find Gaston Speaks, and for the list of the the final nominations. And I'll go over this list one more time, so there may be some changes, so if you're interested, check it out. All right, everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you, guys.